we are back here on the Afternoon Ask Anything. I'm Chris Carter here with Gerard Gilberto. Now, Gerard's coming off a long road trip covering the Pirates. I'm coming off sitting in my living room uh, getting to talk to Steelers on OTAs and everything. We got Dale Lawley who's there handling that. But we are here, the writers, DKPittsburghSports.com, taking your questions for the next half hour right here on Live Air. Just just anywhere where this video is posted, whether it's Facebook Live, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Periscope, uh, if you're watching on Twitter, just post your question in the comments. And as long as it's Pittsburgh sports related and appropriate, we will ad- address it. Um, so ask us anything, even if it's not Pittsburgh sports related, it can just be sports related. Gerard, first of all, it's good to be on the show with you, man. How you been? It's good, man. It's good. Good to be uh, back in my own bed. It's, it's fun. It wasn't that bad a trip. Not at all. It was, it was a good time. My old... Uh, I used to live down in Atlanta, spent the weekend down there. Okay. And then uh, found the barber in Pittsburgh, too. These are exciting times, Chris. Hey. These are very exciting times. There it is. There it is. You found the right barber. Oh, okay. Okay, Gerard. I, I do see your hair does look kind of <laughs> nice, sir. So, obviously, yeah. you going to the right guy there. Um, less of the chia pet look that I had. <laughs> less of the chia pet. Hey, man. Uh, listen, I've been there. It's been it's been <laughs> rough. For, like, I don't get chia pet. I, I get, like, mini fro, and it's like, ah. Yeah. Get, it starts getting too much. So, uh, but again, we're taking your questions here. You can also listen to this if you miss any of our answers on our podcast format where you can download us at Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. So let's get let's get things off. First of all, we got a hey guys from Eric Straight Up, one of our all all-time listeners. Dude's always on here every show. Thank you so much for being for being here, Eric. We appreciate you. Now we got an overall baseball question for you here, Gerard. So this is definitely you because I don't know overall baseball. I can keep up with the pirates. But Rick Marone asks, who do you think will be the first MLB manager to get fired this year? Curious. <laughs> I know, I know it's really I wanna, early to say that. Yeah, I, I know where you're, you're headed with this. It's not going to be Derek Shelton. <laughs> like, so this is – let's take a detour here real quick. The Pirates are playing up to expectations. So, like, no manager gets fired and, unless they're, like, there's a real candidate that they love somewhere else. But no, no manager gets fired from a bad team because they're a bad team. Like, this was expected. Um, at definitely at least not in the middle of the season. I don't know this. Um, yeah, it's it's tough for me to say. I hate these questions because I, I hate. I don't know. I'm a softie. I, I don't like talking about people getting fired, losing their jobs. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's May. It's tough to tell in May. Yeah. I I don't think. Yeah. I I don't think it's. You know, the injuries are up around the league. Hitting's down. There's league-wide just just messes happening. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something happened in Colorado only because it was a new GM there. Uh, the Mets already fired their hitting coaches. Like I, I don't know. I would look at new regimes and, and, and see how they're interacting with the regular guys. I, I don't I don't see a situation where Tony LaRusa gets, you know kicked to the curb by mm-hmm. the guy that hired Jerry Krause. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't say that right now in, in May. I, I feel you. Um, as, as people are rolling in, don't forget you can leave your questions here. Also, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar in the North Shore Tavern on the North Shore of Pittsburgh on Federal Street, right across the street from PNC Park. You go there, you can get over 500 selections of beer uh, um, that is not beer that he's drinking right there right now because it'd be 
Um, it, it was, and some Coke. There you go. There you go. But at Mike's Beer Bar, they have over 500 selections of beer, 80 on tap at all times, and most of them right from the local area of Western Pennsylvania. So you can check out all the amazing breweries that are in this area. Trust me, I check them out all the time. Um, they also have great food with steak on a stone, shrimp on a stone, uh, scallops on a stone. They, they have so many great options. So check out them. Absolutely. We're going to continue here. Uh, first of all, we're getting some hellos in here. Uh, David David Harris, I, I noticed, man, he's my cousin. Uh, good afternoon from Philly. What's up, David? Thank you so much for showing up. We're going to get to your question in just a little bit. because, uh, But we got a Steelers question here. Steelers fan, 11-11-68. Uh, so double chase Claypool and Chris Kimo Atu, I think that is right there if we're going numbers. Um, but uh, Steelers fan asks, was what rookies will start week one versus the Bills? Good question. It's way too early to tell. But... I do see Najee Harris obviously being penciled in as the starter. But after that, I'm not so sure who else might start. I don't think that they'd give the reins over to Pat Fryman to start right away over Eric Ebron, um, considering Ebron you know, has been there and he's developed a little bit of rapport with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Kendrick Green would have a shot. He'd be the other realistic take there. But again, how quickly does he adapt to this offense? How quickly does he adapt to the NFL? BJ Finney's been with the team for years. I think he's going, they're, they're going to respect that. Mike Tomlin's already said they kind of respect that. So I I wouldn't put Kendrick, I mean, Najee Harris is the obvious one. Kendrick Green and maybe the other reasonable maybe on this list is Buddy Johnson, who I just wrote about for Carter's Classroom on DKPittsburghSports.com. Go check that out, by the way. Um, but just a film study of how he works and how he could be a great compliment to who Devin Bush is as an inside linebacker for this defense. I really think that's your ticket right there is if Buddy Johnson can quickly adapt to the NFL, he'll be there. But I don't see him starting day one over Vince Williams, just not with how much Vince has meant to this defense, how much of a leader he's been, how much of how much is he's, he's fit in. He's fit in there. He knows the system. Vince will be starting day one and working with Devin, but they'll be working Buddy Johnson in with how big and how athletic and how fast he is. I, I think he's going to get worked in there day one, but everyone else, I think they'll be sitting back. I guess I'll take that back. Presley Harvin, he'll technically start as your punter for day one because I think that dude's got a got a cannon for a leg. So uh, good question, though. So I, I got those rookies starting there. Um, bu- 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 Steelers fan. Oh, yeah, sorry. We're going to go back up because sometimes this thing moves around a little bit. We have another Pirates question. Aha, Steelers fan 11-11-68 says, why are the Pirates not try- trying to trade Adam Frazier right now while he has value? Nobody said they're not trying. They're, you know, it, it takes two to make get a deal done. Um, ben Sherrington said even a month ago that, you know, that it's it's the, the phone's ringing. They're talking. You know, it, that's how these things work. I had someone uh, mention the Mets specifically because um, they have seventeen guys on the IL right now, and uh, you know that that those are the type of tough situations uh, right now for the Pirates to want to make that deal because. You're not going to maximize your turn, your return for a guy that another team uses a rental. And, you know, you should be trying to maximize your return. That could be done in July. That could be done in today, yesterday, you know. Um, so long as the right deal is the right deal, that's uh, that's when they're going to pull the trigger. And it, they are, you know, nobody said they haven't been trying. Uh, so... You know, it's it just it's just a matter of time before something gets done. There's a reason you don't see a trade every day in, in, in any sport. You know, this is everybody's every, everybody has the same tactics, negotiation, whatever it is. I hear that. I hear that. Um, got a few other things here we want to get to. Uh, Andy Motor Mark 17 says, how do you actually 
think the offensive line will do this year? I think that's a good question. I think the offensive line isn't going to be elite. And see, here's the thing that I want to prepare Steelers fans for. I don't see this offensive line being where it was in the mid-2010s when they were either the best offensive line or top three. Like, there was a period of time where they were just consistently just kicking people's butts off the line of scrimmage and protecting Ben Roethlisberger. They're not going to get back to that right away. They may get there in a few years with Kevin Dotson. You know, if one of these tackles can work out, if Kendrick Green fits in the form, you know, I I think they, they have potential to have a young core to build around here. But... This year, they're going to take some molding. I think that they could be, they can play around the average level of, of NFL offensive lines. And if they do that, I think they're, this team's competing. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying believe that this team, that this offensive line is going to blow people out of the water. I'm just saying, I don't think they're going to be the worst in the, in the league this year. Uh, but I know that people graded them on run blocking things. It was clear that they were prioritizing protecting Ben Roethlisberger last year with a new scheme, a new I- ideology and a new concept of how the offensive line is going to work. I think that you're going to see an improved group this year uh, is centering around that scheme. Now, Gerard, you cover baseball. I cover football and a little bit of college hoops, but I'm sometimes, so right. Uh, but sometimes we get some hockey questions when we are okay. here. So we got to talk about this. And this one's an easy one. This is the talk around Pittsburgh all today because the Penguins blew it in double overtime last night to the Islanders. Apostolus Paul Lazara says time for the pens to blow it up. And this, I think I've heard this discussion for the past four years. It's time to blow it up. It's time to get even before, but even before they won 2016 and 2017 back to back seasons, I heard this narrative. Ah, Crosby, Malkin, just, just get rid of just, just, just start all over again. This is never gonna work. And listen, I get the frustrations about how that game worked out, but I, I, I'm sorry, I just I can't, I'm not for blowing things up unless you talk to these guys in the background and there's certain things about building towards the future that they're just not going to help you with. I'd still work to try and keep the pieces that you think are relevant and still maybe address some of the things that you're, that you're weak at. Um, you know, maybe goalies, a situation that we'll look at, but again, this team finished number one in their division. No one expected them to finish first in the East. They've just run into a really high playing goalie in Sukarov, and, 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 and you, you see how he's been able to, to, to shut, to shut things down for the Islanders. I don't, think that that's a blow it up situation maybe it is for yeah. some people i'm again i'm not the hockey guy but gerard i, I yeah I'm not, I'm i wouldn't just on that boat. i would just look what is it about a mile north and and what's going on at the baseball stadium are you prepared <laughs> for that many years of that <laughs> that's what it is you blow it up that's um, what blowing it up looks like and, the and, yeah and it's not like they had two hall of famers on the team when they started their rebuild so uh yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I would tend to think that there's pieces to build off of uh, for a first place team. Just speaking blindly. Yeah, just 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 off off <laughs> the strength of that. And listen, I get Penn's fans' anxiety after the way that that came in, and that was extremely frustrating. And to see your Penguins outshoot the Islanders by almost double or whatever it was at the end of the game, I get that. But that's just like I I I don't go that. I don't go that far. Um, moving right along, we have a basketball question. Look at us, back-to-back questions outside of our field here. Uh, David Harris asks, uh, "So, do you, who do you think will make the NBA Finals? Um, I've been going back and forth about the East. I feel like the East is, you could say the Nets because they're, they're they're shooting, the, they got they got the scores. But the but the way the Bucks are playing the Heat right now, man, they Giannis and that crew are going to be tough to deal with i still see them doing it and i don't care what seed that they are 
I'm just I'm picking the Lakers. I, you know, I know they're down 1-0 and they play tonight, but the Lakers, I think LeBron, AD, they're just gonna find a way to come out the West. Um, but but I, I think those are my two teams to make the make the make the NBA finals. Gerard, you got any say in this? I don't know if you're a basketball guy. I uh I I am a Knicks fan and I oh, Trey Young. I watched Trey Young hit that shot from a cab in Atlanta. Um so yeah. But I, I do it's you know what the, the Nets just every game they play feels like a like it feels like a playoff game. Like they teams are killing themselves to try and beat this, you know, beat this team, and that's when they're rarely ever at full strength. You said this was your cousin in Philly? Yes. Does he just want somebody to say the Sixers? Or I, he, he, he might just want that. He might want to see someone say the Sixers. And I wouldn't discount the Sixers. Joel Embiid and them. No, absolutely not. They, 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 got, they yeah. got guys. Um, yeah, the, the, the Nets are just going to be tough if they're going to all be healthy. But that's a big if because, you know, those guys are notorious for not always being healthy. And then the West. Um, Jesus, it, it feels dumb to pick against LeBron, right? It's been like 20 years yeah. this has been happening. You know, most, most of my life, this guy's been in the finals. So, yeah, let's stick with it. Go with LeBron. Yeah, I just it 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 feel it feels like you're 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 betting in a losing bet by by not picking yeah. that man sometimes. And I know it's, it hasn't always worked out, but um, but uh, but 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 I hear that. Um, uh, but yeah, all right, let's keep it going. Uh, Kevin Kramer says, after last night, I'm just here to listen. My mama said, uh, my mama said, if you don't have anything nice today, keep your mouth shut. Kevin, I totally feel you. My mama, my mama and my dad said the same thing. So I feel you on that. Steelers fans, 11, 11, 68 says, what is going on with Mitch Keller? Yeah. So uh, in talking to Oscar Marine, um, they're, not ready to give up on him, which is, you know, what you're supposed to do when uh, a guy's that talented. Um, I say this all the time with Keller, and, and I think, Chris, you don't – you've heard me say this. It, it's it's not potential anymore. It's capability. The guy's more capable than anybody else on the staff. You go back to that start against Atlanta. I think it was the third – it's the second half bat against Dansby Swanson. Just hammer curve, best slider he threw all night, and then blows 96 past the – that's what he could do. He just, you know, he misses in the zone too much because he's trying to hit the zone. Um, he can be a little wild and, and to sort that problem out, he just makes too many mistakes over, over the plate. Um, unfortunately, he's trying to figure it out in real time at the majors, which is not what people want to see. Uh, usually you figure things out in games that aren't on television. Right. Yeah, I think that's the frustrating thing here is that people um, are uh, people are, are seeing him grow in right. ways that impact their overall record. But again, like you said, like you said, this is what a re, uh, this is what a uh, a, um, a a rebuild, rebuild looks like. This yeah. is what this is what a blowing it up looks like. Um, so, so I don't think that it's. Uh, um, you know, I I don't think that it's uh, I don't think that that's that's something that I'd be surprised at. All right, let's keep rolling here. Eric Stratev says, Chris, I know he's a workhorse, a running back, but are you afraid of him getting too much work so early? Talking about Najee Harris, um, I, I'm not. You know, I, I don't think that that's an issue. I, I think the biggest issue with running backs comes when they keep taking a beating, um, 
and, and and a beating is like how you actually like when running backs actually take blow after blow. Like like Le'Veon Bell had had you know multiple major injuries because you know Vontez Burfict was going after his knees, was twisting his ankle after plays. Like you know the those type of things were were happening with Le'Veon Bell. But there's guys who do last a while and are able to stay you know stay stay. And here's the other thing: Najee Harris isn't a speedster. He's not a guy who's going to lose his speed. He's not, and he's not just a power back. He's a guy that makes you miss. He's a guy that does a lot of different things to win. I actually think that this is a guy who would embrace this kind of a role and be just fine for the next four or five years. And then if he's still ticking by then, see what, see what you want to sign him to for a future. If he's not, then you got, you got what you could out of him. Um, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I don't think that that's a, that's a major concern. They're they're pretty happy about it. And speaking of Najee Harris, where Gazzardo says, "Hi guys, with the horrible weekend for the Bucks and the Pens, only good news is that Steelers got Harris signed." Uh, if you consider that good news, considering that was a formality and that was going to happen anyways, I, I guess I, I feel you, Rick. It's it, it, but it was a, it was a rough one uh, for uh, for Steelers fans. Um, we got uh, Straka Jager who says, for the record, Carter's classroom dominates. Thank you very much. It's my favorite thing to do on the website is crank out that feature for y'all every week. So we glad that y'all enjoying it. Um, it's so uh, funny that guy. That guy's name is is Straka Jager. Like, I I I was too young to understand how important those two were to this city, but those two were on a line when with the Rangers in like '04 when I first started watching hockey and like. Those two guys are the reason I kind of like hockey is Martin Strocker and Yarmir Yager on the same line together at the Rangers years after they were, you know, winning cups with the Penguins. So it's funny to see that guy's name. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um, uh, Dan, man from San Fran says, which NFL rookies are you excited to watch this season? Doesn't need to be a stealer. Now, I understand that that question. You know, I, I'm really excited to see what Justin Fields does for Chicago. I, I think that your Niners made a huge mistake taking Trey Lance over him. I think that Justin Fields is a more proven winner and has the tools that I'd be looking for in my quarterback for the future. Um, but I really think that there's a chance Justin Fields could be the game changer uh, for the Bears that really helps them finally get a competitive quarterback that is able to lead them into some wins. Um, I, I like Rashawn Slater. You know, I think that he's going to be a guy that that that, pl- that plays really well for them. Um, Patrick Sertan for the Broncos. The Broncos have had several really good cornerbacks over the years. I'm interested to see how he plays for them. And uh, my last one, I guess, Michael Parsons with with the Cowboys. They've had the Cowboys have just had bad luck after bad luck with highly drafted linebackers that just get hurt, you know, or just phase out. Michael Parsons could change the tone there, or he could continue the tone. But he's an impressive athlete. Uh, Penn State fans know what I'm talking about. Um, Andy Watermarks, but I, I would be interested in seeing what Kyle Pitts does in Atlanta, especially if they move on from Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a good question because yeah. I was yeah. sitting there like when they picked him, I'm like, great, now you got Julio, Calvin Ridley, and, and Kyle Pitts. Who are you stopping? Because that, that's yeah. a whole threat. But now with Julio basically saying, I'm out of Atlanta. What'd you think of that? By the way, did you think Julio knew he was on air? Did you see the video? I saw the video. I, I got the impression Julio didn't know he was on air, but I also got yeah. the impression he didn't care. Yeah, I, that's true. I, yeah. I think he was just like, when it happened, like it was something that he knew in the back of his mind, hey, I don't yeah. want this to get out publicly. But uh, if it did, he'd be like, oh, well, it's not my problem. I'm going to go somewhere. Uh, yeah. and I, so I, I think it was a matter of like he was okay with it, but meh. Um, but um, that being said, yeah, I, I think that Kyle Pitts, I also you know can't forget about him. He might be able to blow it up a little bit this year. Um, but Andy Motormark 17 says, why do you think the Steelers offensive line is viewed so awful outside the Pittsburgh media? Um, 
Well, I think primarily it's because the uh, they didn't block well against the run last year. And I think that's something that you can say considerably, especially in the second half of the season. Um, now, granted, you know, and also I think you look at what happened with Marquise Pouncey as the, as the year went on and people, you know, seeing a new guy fill in where a guy who had kind of a Hall of Fame career for, at, at a position, you're not. And, and the guy that's coming in for him as a rookie or an undrafted guy like B.J. Finney you're 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 skeptical so i listen i understand the skepticism about the steelers offensive line but i also think there's a lot of reason to think that they can play well i think that people are underestimating kevin dotson i think people are underestimating zach banner actually being healthy for a season and being able to being able to play i think a core four can take more steps forward than people give him credit for he played some really good games last year especially when he shut out jj watt um early in the season now did he, did he roller coaster yes and i've talked about that a lot but I think part of it is a lot of people from the nationals perspective, there's all these different problems. Um, so um, there's, so there's, there's that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's where they're uh, Steelers fan. 11, 11, 68 says any chance Dan Moore sees any playing time this season. I actually talked about this recently also for us. Um, I think Dan Moore does see time, but as the swing offensive tackle, I think he's the guy that you line up as the sixth offensive lineman, bring him onto the field and kind of move him around the way that Zach Banner earned his time with the Steelers. So I think that's where he comes in. And as a run blocker from the SEC, I think that fits his um, his uh, his uh, style of play. Strucker Yager back says, blowing up the pens makes zero sense. I agree. I think we agree. So Strucker Yager, thank you, sir, for, for your for your question. Like, yes, I, I, I totally agree there. Um, Swan269 says, hey, Gerard, do you share DK's assessment of the strength and depth of the minor league systems below triple A? Um, I'm not sure of what, DK's uh, said about them, but I do believe that the strength of the system uh, is in Greensboro, and uh, there's a there's a couple names in Double A, but I I do think it's a it's a young system, and that's good. You know, it's it's not it doesn't always have to be next man up. Uh, you're not going to get a new Cabrian Hayes every year, um, but yeah, I, I do think that Greensboro team, those you know 19 to 21 year old age range guys. Quinn Priester, Nick Gonzalez, uh, Lyover Pagaro, those are uh, those. That's that's pretty much the cream of the crop in the system. Um, and the, uh, the the draft picks uh, will pretty much either start the season there next year if it's a college guy. I'll probably start the season in Greensboro next year, and then hopefully end up in in Double A or you know even push it even further. So yeah, and and the other thing with this. Uh, their best prospect might not even be here yet. I mean, honestly, when you're drafting 1-1, that guy should be your number one overall prospect. And you're very lucky if he's not. And I don't think the Pirates are that fortunate, as good as Nick Gonzalez is. Um, We got struck with a few comments here saying the Penguins could not possibly dominate more and they gave up two Joe Coles. I agree with that assessment. Um, But this is an interesting point out here from David uh, who lives in Philadelphia. He says, Pens fans sound like Flyers fans. Uh, This is something that I say all the time is that like, you know, you don't, I, I, I never want you know want to go the route of blow it up get rid of everybody because then you sound like the maniacal fans in all the other cities that haven't experienced championships recently like pittsburgh has this is why i don't say to do it with the steelers this is why i don't say it with the penguins the pirates are the pirates you know they're they're, they're, they're their whole other situation but these are two organizations that are, that are among the best of of their of their sports in the past 20 years 30 years however long you want to stretch it back to um 
you know, and, and you and you you look at it, they're they're two major organizations, and blowing it up just doesn't. Yeah, you know, that that that's what you do in Cleveland with the Browns. That's what you do in you know in, in Washington with the football team because you can't call them their old team name. Um, you know that that's what you do in Jacksonville time and time again. You know everyone's excited for Trevor Lawrence, but how many times have we been you know hyped up about who they just drafted this year in the top overall pick or the number five overall pick and things like that? I, I agree. You don't blowing up things is just that's fan talk, and I get some fans may feel that way, but. Pittsburgh fans, you have the the opportunity to be uh, to benefit from be having to see lots of championships. I mean, in my lifetime, the Penguins have won five Stanley Cups, the Steelers have won two Super Bowls, and been to four. I mean, that's a lot of winning in this city. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like Dave has Dave has a point there because I've also I've, I've I went to Chain University, so I've been in the Philadelphia area. I see how quickly they turn they turn on their teams. You not want to be characterized that way. Um, moving on here. Uh, Strakiyager says, uh, our passing game didn't pick up till they abandoned shorting the two, two seconds or less. Will this continue? I don't think so. I think the Steelers saw that and they're like, yeah, that's not going to be a big part of the game as much also, but they did that a whole lot because they couldn't run the ball last year. They've got Najee Harris. That won't be an issue. Um, Steelers fans, 11, 11, 68 says, uh, who is Ronzi Contreras or why is Ronzi Contreras not being bumped up to triple a? He's made three starts. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it, the season started May seventh. It's May like twenty fifth. Like, uh, can he pitch there? Yeah, sure, probably. But what's what difference does it make, man? I mean, it, it's is he ready? I I believe he is ready, just based on what I've seen out of the kid. He's filthy. We saw him in uh, spring training. We heard we got to talk to Cole Tucker this weekend, and uh, Cole has a has a hard time at the plate, regardless. But even he he just laughed. He's like, yeah, he's sick. He's he's. He's so good. Um, I, I think whether he's pitching in Altoona or he's pitching in Indy, it's really not going to make too much of a difference. Uh, I'd say he should at least get about seven or eight starts in, in the former Eastern League before he does go up to uh, AAA. Um, it would be cool to see him in the majors this year. It would. Uh, and I, But I think that's going to take some trades and some injuries or some DFAs. And we've already seen – how cautious or, or not even cautious, really, just they want to take it slow with some of these guys. Like Miguel Yajure probably could have started today, but they're going with Cody Ponce instead. What difference does it make on May 25th and 2021 with this team? You know, you got uh, Ildemero Vargas and, and you know, these other guys that, that weren't even in the plans in the lineup every day. And that's – I feel bad. I, I do like Ildemero Vargas. I, I don't like using his name like that, but – yeah, the point remains. Uh, Daniel Matos says, could Carey Price play better than Tristan Jari? We got our Carey Price joke. I mean, obviously, right? Carey Price is the greatest <laughs> thing known to man. He's better than, than Mel Blunt as a quarterback. He's the greatest player of all time. So, obviously, Carey Price would be better than Tristan Jari. Uh, he did make a great save, though, last night. Trust me, like a thousand people tagged me about it. I was like, I get it. He made a save. Good job. Um, sheesh. Anyways, Parsons 13 chats. How did Najee and Haskins look? Hey, listen, just a full, full, uh, full disclaimer. Dale was representing us at the uh, um, at Steelers OTAs today. I've only been able to see the videos that he shared with me, as well as the content that we're putting up on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, but the the videos that I saw, Najee's feet look lightning quick, like they did in college. Um, Haskins actually threw the ball pretty, you know, pretty strongly. So that's there. But again, it's OTAs. 
we, we, the, we, you take a very small pebble out of that, and you're like, okay, this is that's just remember these little notes for for later. It's not this isn't when we're going to determine who's going to be the franchise. Anything. It's just hey, let's see it. Now I think the cool thing up the coolest thing you could take away from this OTA was that the most tenured player on defense, Cam Hayward, and the most tenured player on offense, Ben Roethlisberger, both showed up for day one of OTAs. 